Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of the Baby Metal Podcast. It's August 25th, 2019, here as we record. The podcast is a place where we gather on something like alternate weeks, although it's been something like weeks uh, now, uh, to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Baby Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I am Paul, and I am joined by Kevin. Welcome back, everyone. And Garrett. Hello. Also Garrett's bird. Uh, and <laughs> our special guest expert, Gabe. Hi. All right. So um, so we have a, sp- a special guest expert with us today because one of the main things that we're going to try to talk about is the, you know, sort of the origins of baby metal and the background of these uh, Avenger participants in the new in the new shows so um so that's so uh the first thing i think we can talk about is who is gabe what is gabe's background so gabe uh could you tell us a little bit about like sort of how you came to be in this world hello hi uh to start um i have been a kitsune since 2014 and a fuke fan of soccer since 2015 and uh yeah that's i've been a long time fan for four or five years now and i'm here to hopefully uh bridge the gap a little bit between babe metal and soccer great thanks yeah it's um i think it's very useful to have someone here who knows a little bit more about that part um i think i have found myself that it's been it's it sort of deepened my own appreciation a lot of uh baby metal to kind of like know knows a lot of this background stuff and so that's that's what i'm hoping that we will uh we will bring to the people who are listening um i'll talk more about that you know like the plan later but uh okay so i think uh there were a couple of things sort of newsy things that i kind of wanted to say first we can talk a little bit about this um only two really but uh the first is daily motion has imploded and it is terrible Um, So, um, and I think this was basically because from, from what I understand, uh, daily motion got hit by a really big fine for like not policing copyright content. Um, and so they kind of went on a rampage and not only just took out, you know, they didn't just take out things that were getting claims, but they, they took out people's whole accounts. So, um, in particular, I think Thrawny lost his, which had a lot of stuff on it. Um, and so if, I mean, and the th- the reason I think that we liked daily motion before was that they were a little bit lax on copyright claims. YouTube, a lot of times will just take stuff off immediately. You almost can't even upload it. Daily motion tended to kind of, uh, look the other way, <laughs> I guess a bit. Yeah. So, um, but so the thing I think that's most disturbing about that, and I mean, I'll stop talking here in a second and let everybody else, you know, <laughs> mourn it as well, but um, is that there were a lot of things that were up there that were not for sale and cannot be bought. You know, they're like appearances, mm-hmm. TV appearances, and in particular subtitled things. You know, someone yep. took the time to put the subtitles on it. And uh, I'm assuming for the most part the video exists on somebody's hard drive, but uh, in some cases it might be people who are no longer really in it, in it anymore. You know, so it might be hard to get it back from them if people didn't capture it themselves. So anyway, anyone want to continue the rant? Yeah, it's really kind of tragic. And, you know, I hadn't even thought about the stuff we're losing, like the TV appearances that are subtitled, all that, all that stuff. I didn't even think about that um, right away when the apocalypse kind of started here. And that is, 
that's worse to me than losing like concerts or performances or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since DVRs aren't really a thing in Japan. So to get that content yeah. online in the first place was difficult. And like you said, it's got to exist on somebody's hard drive. Um, and even if it does, where do we go from here with that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I do. I do feel like that. I'm agreeing with uh what Greb's saying that uh, uh, it's uh, arguably more important than concerts themselves. Concerts themselves because, like, sure, there's live shows, but the like the interviews, the like talk segments, all that stuff, that's like almost as important as live shows themselves. Like because they uh they kind of bridge the gap between each live show just like little things to keep us invested in, in our girls yeah exactly mm-hmm. well and i think you know there's a certain amount you know i think that is a lot of a lot of that is the stuff that kind of gives us their character and stuff i mean like you know it's it's conceivable that the stuff you know just the 15th interview of big metal going only the fox god knows is not necessarily all that useful but <laughs> sure um but all the but i mean like in particular those uh, what was it in uh was this a show in taiwan or something there was some there was some you know show that was in mandarin that had a name actually like saku saku gaku or something like that um mm. where they were playing with the frog or whatever we'll talk about that more but i mean like yeah. you know that's the stuff that um yeah. you know it's critical we have this <laughs> you know like yeah. it was super important to all of us in our mm. background in this fandom so yeah hopefully maybe it's out we there can, maybe we can track down all the people who have it on their hard drives and get it in a single location yeah, yeah so if you're a listener fan if you're a listener of the podcast and you have any of this stuff <laughs> if you can't host it somewhere let us know or let the community know and we'll figure out a way to get it out there yeah we want to archive this yeah the trick is of course though that i mean for some some of the things you know that aren't concerts maybe won't be as hit hit as as hard but i mean as soon as that they're all collected in one public place mm-hmm. then they're a target right so so yeah um if we have but if we have ideas i mean like you know uh of a place to put these things then uh it would be good it's this actually fits in relatively well to the next thing so maybe i'll just transition into this as well that um we are getting really really close to the beginning of the U.S. part of the Baby Metal tour, and there's almost no word at all from official. <laughs> like, there's you know they'll they're tweeting things about the Japanese lottery starting and stuff like that. There's some mention of you know there's a little bit of radio play for the Elevator Girl English version, I guess, uh, and maybe mention of the forum at the end of the tour. But uh, right now, most of these places are not sold out, uh, and everybody's going to hear about them after they're over i don't think anything's sold out is it yeah in in the u.s tour probably yeah in the u.s not. tour um you know you contrast so, that to other years where they've sold out almost all their venues yeah so i don't know and i mean so the the fact is you know the fact that we can't easily put things up and share them because they get instantly struck um makes it very hard to do the same kind of viral marketing that happened before even on our own you know so we need official to do something and they're not doing anything it makes you wonder you know why they have 5b they're supposed to be their i don't know what what the word is their publicist or label here in the u.s right Mm -hmm. and radio silence from them as well 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the I think these things, you know, the the daily motion apocalypse is it kind of came at a particularly bad time for this. Oh yeah. So. And of course, and and anyone who's trying to do reaction videos runs a, a very strong risk of getting it struck immediately. You know, even before it's been up. So. Yeah. Anyway, and I do I do sort of believe that this is maybe like different organizations that are just not that are not working toward the same goal. You know, so yeah. it may well be that the baby metal team itself would really like these things to still be out there and and aren't themselves yeah. taking them down but anyway only the fox god knows right comments <laughs> <laughs> the answer to sorry. everything in life yeah yeah i can resist sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and that actually reminds... 2019 he's still making those jokes <laughs> uh, i know i'm <laughs> terrible <laughs> well the uh i mean uh, the just even in um i think it was in the super slipper the interviews right around the super slipper show um Moa learned in Mandarin how to say only the fox god knows. I think that's very cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Small things like that. Yeah. Um, but I, the other thing I was going to mention here too, like the last sort of instance of this uh, podcast that we had was us talking about the 30 second previews of the upcoming album. And as far as I know, those are also, you know, gone now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know of any place that they're still uh, up in, in like on a retailer site. So Yep. That's be interesting as we get close here. Anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. So, I mean, I, I, that was basically sort of it on the news stuff. I wanted to complain a bit about Daily Motion and the lack of PR. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't even know if that counts as news. It's sort of like, you know, <laughs> something's so, missing. Yeah. Soapbox. Yeah, soapbox. <laughs> right? But okay, so now I think we could maybe we can just turn to the, like the main thing here. I have no idea how long we'll talk, but there's a lot to talk about. Um, so, okay, so what I think I will I will say what I think we're planning to do. If anyone wants to add to this, let me know uh, or just say it. I mean, but um, so I think basically what we were thinking about doing is sort of serving two you know, two goals. Um, it could be that some people listening are new fans of baby metal. Maybe have seen the music videos and the shows and stuff, but really don't know or only vaguely know what Sakura Gakuin is. Um, but, but yet there's still mention of pink flags and DeLoreans and stuff. I mean, you know, you may not know what those mean. So that's one group of people I think that we kind of like to talk a little bit to um, sort of say what Sakura Gakuin is, say why it's, uh, more interesting than it might seem, perhaps. <laughs> but, um, but then there's a, there's a whole sort of like second uh, group who might know uh, Sakura Gakuin up through the point when the people who are in Baby Metal left it. But now that we have these um, new brave Avengers, um, Kano and Momoko, they have now they now sort of make the rest of the Sakura Gakuin period relevant. You know, so. Uh, from my own part, I I sort of knew a fair amount about it up to you know the March twenty fifteen you know when when mm-hmm. Mo and Yui left, but then I sort of that's oh, sorry, very common yeah I'm yes just, no. yeah exactly good. yeah no I think I mean, I do think that I'm uh, 
I, there's many people in my category where you know I I'm I'm not uninterested in Sakura Gakuin. It's just that I didn't have I didn't have some something to hang on to at that point. Um, and but now you know now it would be interesting to sort of talk about what's happened since then and who Kano are uh, Kano and Momoko are and and that sort of thing. So that's sort of the second piece. Um, and since we're talking about Avengers, we'll also talk about Rio. Um, in fact, we'll we'll talk about Rio first, probably just because um, she's the most kind of like different. <laughs> <laughs> but so, how does that sound as a a plan? Yeah, uh, yeah, sounds good. Good plan. All right. Okay, so the okay, so we'll start we'll start with Rio. Um, Rio Sa- well, Sayashi. Maybe we should start with a brief reminder on what is going on. What, who sure. are the Avengers? What That's is their idea. purpose? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, oh, I get to do that? Okay. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just feel like I'm always talking. So. Well, I mean, you are the host. I'm just color commentary. But I'll take this one. Don't worry okay. about it. <laughs> uh, so if for whatever reason you're out of the loop and you don't know what's going on, uh, up until last year with the departure of Yui Mizuno, maybe there'll have been a three-unit Three-person thing. Three girls on stage, one singing, two dancing, etc. Last year with the departure of Yui, we got some backup dancers and some weird things happened. This year, however, they've decided to go back to the three-person format. And the way they're doing that is they've introduced what they're calling Avengers. Three of them. Um, And as I understand it, and as they've tried to explain it, we don't know who is going to be the one of those Avengers performing with Sue and Moa at any any given time. So they're a rotating trio of backup dancers that perform with Sue and Moa sometime whenever they're available. Who knows? So those are the Avengers. That's why we're here. Mm -hmm. We have gotten to that, and we think maybe coming to the U.S. tour, if you're new, you don't know who these girls are, we can help you out with that. So with that, take it away. Paul, and let's get into Riho Sayashi. Yes. Right. So I think um, the, and I mean, it is actually sort of worth at this point, you know, kind of like talking about them individually because unlike, so we had somebody that was in sort of this position before, but unnamed. And um, I mean, everybody knew who she was, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but at, now we're in this position where we were told there are three of them and we have seen all three of them. We know who all three of them are. So it does, you know, it's at a, at a point where we, you know, we can kind of look into, look into them individually because we know that one of those three is going to be in the forthcoming, you know, whatever it is, like, you know, 40 some shows or something, right? At least that's what we expect. One or more, I suppose. Yeah. Depends on how many they take on tour. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, what I, what I intended was that in each of those shows, we'll have one of these people at least. <laughs> um, right, I sure. I expect we won't have more than two or more than one in any given show, but... <laughs> well, no, I um, think they were pretty clear on the uh, the lore, if you will. Yeah, the hierarchy. You're right. Um, yeah, at the beginning of the, the shows in Japan that started in Yokohama, they, uh, they were very clear about, like, here is Sue Metal, here is Mo Metal. And here's someone who's supporting Sue Metal and Maul Metal. <laughs> right. Um, who we will Three brave name. Avengers summoned by the Fox God. Yeah. But okay, so um, the first of the first of the, in this position that we got was Ryo Sayashi. Um, and 
she's sort of different from the other the other two in that she doesn't have any connection to Sakura Gakuin. So we, you know, so that kind of makes it sensible to talk about her first, not only just because she was the first to appear. Um, there's still a connection, though. So she was, she joined the actor school Hiroshima in 2004, which is actually before uh, Sue did. So Sue was also in this actor school Hiroshima. Um, she joined in 2006, and I think they were both it's unclear to me how long they were there, but they were definitely there together for, you know, something in the five-ish years range. Um, so, and I've seen some references to to them, you know, these two, Ryo and Sue, being kind of uh, friendly rivals, you know, for the sort of top spot. So, uh, so they definitely knew each other from before, which is interesting. Probably had something to do with Rio being thought of right and then they went very different directions yeah so um what happened in, so Rio uh in 2011 joined Morning Musume uh as a ninth generation member uh and so I wanted to talk maybe a little bit about what Morning Musume is um it's the okay so it's sort of a parallel universe in a way from what we're used to thinking about with Amuse and Sakura Gakuin and stuff, but um, so Upfront Promotion is an artist management company, so kind of parallel to Amuse, I suppose, and Hello Project is the idol arm of that, and Morning Musume is their flagship group, so it's a, it's a group, uh, and it is a huge group. Uh, it was formed in 1997. It has lots of, you know, top statistics it has the most top 10 albums biggest dvd seller most top 10 singles and uh i the note i took is that they're in the same league as akb akb 48 i'm not sure that that's yeah uh, i don't know if that's meaningful but i would disagree so. <laughs> but yeah they're they're at any rate they're massive they are huge yeah. huge mm-hmm. huge um and the structure of Morning Musume is is essentially that um, the you know there's members coming in through auditions and graduating. Um, it's not as structured as we'll hear about um, Sakura Gakuin, but there's definitely sort of like a, a flow of people sort of in and out. Uh, there's also a television show that is associated with this. So um, I'm trying to where was that information? It's the show is called um, I think Hello Morning. And I've lost the tab that I was looking at. But yes, it's a weekly Japanese TV show featuring members of Morning Musume and sometimes other Hello Project members. And the most interesting fact I learned today was that it is uh, the place where the um, dramatic chipmunk came from. (laughs) (laughs) So if anybody knows the dramatic chipmunk meme, that is a that was that came from Morning. uh, Kind of an old one. But yeah. Hello Morning show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I always knew it was from some you know some weird Japanese show, right? Yeah, that's kind of what I remember too. But I had no idea that all these years later it would circle back on me like this. Yeah, it's crazy. Such a classic meme that never would have thought. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so so I think um, the main thing that's kind of worth mentioning here is just that uh, Rio is a big deal on her own. I mean, like, you know, she was, mm-hmm. she was a, uh, very well known in a group that was very well known. Um, 
she graduated from the group in 2015 and went to study English and dance abroad, mostly in New York. Uh, and then at the end of 2018, uh, she left the company. So she left Hello Project and Upfront at that point. Um, but so it's interesting if you go look at her performances and things, because you can often see, you can often see her, you know, sort of like in the center being the main person, you know, she's, um, she's a very, she's very prominent. And I'd never heard of any of these people before, uh, right. before she showed up as an Avenger, but it's interesting to know that. Yeah. And I guess if you're unfamiliar, being the center in a big idol group is kind of a big deal. Like being the lead singer for like the Foo Fighters or something. Yeah. Like Just think of it role. like Nindo president. Well, and if, yeah. you don't, if you don't know what that is, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good analogy. I thought it was kind of interesting to just sort of see um, how things operate in a world that's, you know, like a muse, but different, you know, because I, I've, what I know has all been a muse. <laughs> um, and a muse, well, I guess we'll get to that too, but that's, a muse is the uh, talent agency that all the, all the other people we're going to talk about uh, sort of are gathered under. So Baby Metal and Sakura Gakuin and Perfume and some others. All that to be said, I think it's really interesting after learning more about her background, that she's now basically an unmiked backup dancer who's to be nameless, at least in the context of baby metal. Yeah. No, I find that I found that one of the more surprising things that, that this is, uh, it, there's a sense in which her presence on the stage, uh, is taking a big demotion, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, her sort of visibility to the world is much greater. You know, like people in the West will see her. Yeah, sure. So, um, so it's interesting. I, I mean, you know, who knows what people actually want and what they're happy with and unhappy with. And, you know, I don't want to guess about that. It might be that this is exactly what she wants to be doing. But uh, but it is interesting, the contrast. Yeah, she wouldn't be doing it if she didn't want to. Huh. That's yeah, probably that's fair. Yeah, that's true. But, mm. um, Maybe she was tired of being. Yeah. Maybe she was tired of being in the in the center of attention and just wanted to do the same thing, but yeah. not have to deal with being the most famous person on in yeah. the group. Yeah, I'm just here to dance. That's it. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it could be. I mean, but it also could be that she's done the computation, and you know, she would prefer it to be different. But this is a better move for her. You know, could be that too. Um, it's always tempting to kind of guess based on how we feel we would, you know, feel in that spot, <laughs> but yeah. that is probably a super inaccurate way to think. I wonder if there's any temptation in the, I don't know, idol or dance community in Japan for somebody like Riho to want to join baby metal. If given the opportunity for the chance to work with Mikiko as a dance instructor and choreographer. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's probably a big deal. I have a small background in dance and, um, like when you're when you're a professional dancer, it's pretty much a job is a job. Like no matter what, like it's sure. probably one of the more competitive like professions I've seen. Like people, <laughs> like people can go from dancing in Disneyland to being like a backup dancer for like Beyonce or something. So, <laughs> sure. So in like in in, dan in in dance in general, it's very very competitive, and a job is a job. So yeah, makes sense. Anyway, yeah, so I think um, I didn't have that much more that I wanted to 
say about her or even really know that know about her but i think it's it is interesting to um look at look at what she's done and and at least take a passing glance at morning musume um i would not say i mean like so i am myself pretty interested in sakura gakuin i think you know we as we talk about that that will become clear mm-hmm. um i'm not thinking that i'm going to be interested in morning musume <laughs> <laughs> um i think they are a fairly different kinds of things um but you know except for sort of a, like their functional place in the world right but anyway uh might be worth mentioning too that at least on the surface without being able to write japanese fluently it's really hard to find a lot of things about riho searching, searching in english about her history and the group she's been a part of was surprisingly difficult for me. Mm-hmm. So I guess that maybe circles back to your point, you know, that maybe she is doing this to become more international. You know, it's a good career move to be with Baby Metal, who's growing internationally. Right, right. I think I think that that sounds about right to me. Like there, are, I'm sure there are plenty of people in the West who are interested in Morning Musume, but it's but it's uh, it's not a major part of their audience. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, I feel bad stopping talking to her, talking yeah. about her, except that there's yeah. much more to talk about. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, she's doing a great job, though. I mean, like I've I've been impressed with what I've seen of her there. Now that I know her background, it's not surprising. She and she yeah. does have the lion's share of performances with Baby Metal. She's done all but four. Yeah, I think that's right. I think she's done. I think yeah. I counted at some point. She's done like six so far. Right, and it's like six of ten shows this year so yeah. far. Yeah, uh, and Momoko has done just one. Right. Right. So, um, and I think it's probably worth speculating if I had to guess, and we'll. I'm sure Gabe will tell us a little bit why this might be a pretty good guess later. But if we're going to see anybody in the U.S. and Europe, it it will. It will probably be Riho, if I had to guess. <laughs> Interestingly yeah. enough, um, your mic cut out when when you actually gave the name yeah. of the, your guess, but I still oh, know what really? you meant. Yeah, yeah I think I, a lot of people share that opinion, too, yeah. or that, that thought. Okay, anyway, so um, let's now turn to maybe the, the, the thing that will occupy the rest of the time uh, pretty easily. But um, So the other thing I wanted to do is beyond you know beyond talking about the avengers uh is to talk about sakura gakuin generally and how baby metal fits into it and how it came from where it came from um just because i think uh at least there are probably a lot of people who are in the same boat i was in where you know you sort of discover baby metal and you're you're interested in that you watch the shows the kids are cute or whatever but um but you still have this feeling like well it was in a in a boardroom some committee decided like this would be a good way to make money (laughs) and um, (laughs) almost everything in that sentence is false (laughs) (laughs) so so i I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that so um i guess maybe you know i'll I'll pose this as a question to to gabe and then um we can maybe talk about you know the things that come up but so i guess the first thing would be sort of what is how did it how did it start you know like what is what is this thing well, sit down, children, and have a seat. <laughs> Let me tell you the tale as old as time. Now, uh, Sakura Gakuin is an idol group 
that was that's pretty much intended to develop a lot of like amuse talents. So and like like most idol groups, uh, people would graduate from it. And when they gra but but the thing with Sakuragakuman is, is you graduate is you graduate at a certain age, and after that, that that graduate will move on to whatever, meaning like doing commercials, acting, um, like singing, dancing, uh, sometimes like voice acting, like in anime, um, and yeah, and it started in twenty ten. And I guess would you want me to just break down like the babe metal involvement? I guess between. between well, lesser. Well, the... I mean, like, although I think it's still still also useful to just kind of know what this thing is. Um, so, you know, the oh, yeah. Sakura Gakuin idol group. Uh, difference between other idol groups is you graduate at a certain age. Mm -hmm. Instead What's of that age? oh hey, that age is fifteen. Uh, end of the third year in middle school. How uh, early can they get into Sakura Gakuin? The earliest they can get in is fifth grade elementary. So the maximum tenure you can do with Sakura Gakuin is five years. Okay. Interesting. Um, How old is a girl, say, at elementary school, fifth grade? And so fifth graders and sixth graders, they usually are around 10 to 11. So okay. depending on when the birthday is and or when the transfer is and et cetera, et gotcha. cetera. So pretty young. <laughs> yeah, very, very, very young. Yeah, I know it's uh, easy to dismiss it as, but a lot of a lot of Fuke see these girls as a daughters or sisters if you're not that old, and it's just extremely like heartwarming and they're really cute to watch them, to watch them grow up from ten, eleven, twelve, fifteen, and then for them to perform on Babe Metal stage is. And to watch them grow up is just it brings brings a tear to a lot of our eyes. So. <laughs> yeah, you've used the word um, uh, Fuke. 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 Fuke, I guess is how you would probably really say it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. Um. Uh. But um. So we, I, you know, we know that that's the the term for the fans of Sakura Gakuin. Yes. Um. I always thought well. So I always thought it was something sort of like Guardian or something like that. Does uh. that sound right? Um, they, they tried to, they sold a piece of merch that said Team Guardian on it, mm -hmm. and there's, it never really, like, stuck, so I guess they never tried to attempt to make merchandise or push that term forward, so. Oh, but, but, but yeah. that's still what, but that's kind of what the, the uh, Japanese word means, roughly, right? Uh, either parent or guardian, that's, that's usually what Fuke means. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know I sort of. I sort of the feeling does or, seem yeah. to be something sort of like uncle, you know, yeah, <laughs> protective yeah. uncle, mm -hmm. yeah, proud protective uncle, yeah. But we mostly see it as just like just as a fan, but the little definition, yeah, is uncle, father, just like protector, I guess, yeah. in the shortest way. And you know, I guess in a way that also um, that sort of gives away the thought. Of like what the demographics likely to be, <laughs> um, yeah. But I, but I, my impression is that it's it's actually pretty. It's a pretty wide range of it's very of fans. Very, yeah. Uh, I went to the last two graduation ceremonies, twenty la this year and last year, and the amount of Japanese fans it they range from like ten like 
nine, ten years old, like girls that would be in Sakurakan too, uh-huh. all the way up to forty. And there were plenty of girls and guys there too. So it was, it's, it was really surprising to me to see that many. Um, it appeals to about everybody there. Yeah, yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. As opposed to like a Western Badminton show would be like a lot of a lot of like metalheads or. Mm-hmm. Or like some people that like younger people that like idols or something, mm-hmm. or like cutesy stuff. So, so we what? have mm-hmm. we have girls from ten to fifteen. They graduate. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to like them. They wear school yeah. uniforms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is Sakuragaku in a school? Like what? What's it the is... what's the goal here? <laughs> the 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 goal is to pretty much hone their talents. I would say, and no, it is not actually a school it's but there is stuff they do that uh that kind of mimics school so like at the end of the year every year there's there's this thing called nendo test where it's seen as like uh it's a surprise every year but at this point in time like most majority of the girls can see it coming it's just a matter of when it'll come (laughs) and every year there's there's a little nendo test and then you uh girls the girls like answer and usually like you and compared to american schooling which is what i i'm familiar with the the scores aren't like aren't very uh like passable in american uh western standards <laughs> uh, <laughs> so and it's funny seeing like or mori sensei the the homeroom the teacher the of sakura gakuen to like make fun of them for their answers and like how low their test scores are and then during those tests, you get like funny reactions, sometimes sad reactions, shocking stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess so. Fifteen things that I that you know have sprung into my head as you were talking, <laughs> but yeah. um, it does seem. I mean, like, so they're definitely uh, projecting a school theme, you know. So like, yeah, that is yeah. their that is their thing. That is, they are that is the yeah. the school. Every every group. idol group has a theme, and Sakura yeah. Gakuen is school theme. But at the same time, and, and you know, it isn't a school because they don't learn, you know, geometry there and stuff like that. Um, hmm. But but I still kind of feel, I, f- I still kind of cling on to the idea that it is a performance school. I mean, like it is yeah. a dance school. It is a, mm-hmm. um, you know, they are being trained in a in an actual way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just something that they do kind of like yeah. on weekends and stuff. Yeah. But um, and the other thing too, so you know, when when they are being presented, they're often being presented in a in a little classroom, and mm-hmm. there is this uh, Mori. What's his name? Hayashi. Mori. Like Mori. Mori Sensei. Yeah. Well, Mori. Mori well, most, Sensei. Yeah. Most of yeah. us just call him Mori. <laughs> yeah. M O R I. His last name is is uh, something that starts with an H. <laughs> but yeah. um, Hayashi. Hayashi. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I did get it right. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> but um, but yeah. So he um, he plays the role of the teacher. Uh, but in fact, actually as, and I think he was, I think his, he was historically, uh, like a comedian or something, but you know, so his role, he actually is really super good at doing what he is there to yeah. do, which is to yeah. kind of like draw out, mm-hmm. uh, individual people's yeah. personalities, you know, so he makes sure everybody gets a chance to talk and he, uh, you know, kind of helps people, helps the individual members kind of like show mm-hmm. to the world who they are. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic <laughs> very very good job very you mentioned the the nendo 
tests. So Nendo, Nendo, I think is the word for like fiscal year. Yeah. But, um, this, so they, uh, every year they have this and it's usually, I think on, uh, like a, an extra on one of the versions of the DVDs albums. that they put out. Yeah. Albums. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, I guess the albums uh, often come in several yeah. variants. Yeah, uh, they, there's an album that comes out every year, and then mm-hmm. Nendo Test usually, the video of the Nendo Test comes out usually on the album, or edition of the album every year. Yeah. Um. So so there's lots of these to to look at. I know that when mm-hmm. I was first um seeing them, I I thought you know this is this is just mean. <laughs> <laughs> but but in fact actually it's clear after seeing them for a little bit that mm. you know Mori totally loves these guys and yeah. uh and everybody is having a great time you know the the tests themselves are full of questions that are they're you know they're supposed to be sort of like general knowledge questions yeah. but essentially they're designed to get weird answers yeah <laughs> so then you know so you get the you get the the mm. questions and then the answers and then um mm. and then most of the time is spent with Mori up there, like hmm. showing, you know, what crazy things people have said and have everybody yeah. laugh at the person who said them. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. have any like examples of these questions off the top of your heads? Oh yeah. Um, I don't know it's if you guys super know the obvious one, yeah, but the, I don't know you if got you me, know got me curious now. Yeah. Yeah. The, I don't know if you guys know, but the, well, I don't know. Some, some plenty of continues might be familiar with people who calls CDs DeLorean. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> And one of them in the Nendo test that Sue is in, the question was, oh, what does D and DVD stand for? And then Sue would answer DeLorean. And so that kind of just stuck with everybody. <laughs> like, oh, hey, we all call CDs and DVDs DeLoreans now. <laughs> and what's great about, I think, that in these moments is they film all this stuff and you can go watch it. You know, we we talked. Yeah. It's harder now. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Daily Motion apocalypse at the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. so it's a little bit harder to do this now. But would you say it's fair that things like that are one of the best ways to kind of get to know the members of maybe Mel Sue and Mo in particular, and then of course the rest of the ladies in the group? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I mean, beyond Nintendo Test, there's also like plenty of interviews, like introductions events where they talk about themselves for like. A minute or two there's there's plenty plenty of like get to know personality stuff when it comes to like sue and moa in in their sakura gakuin days yeah maybe I, maybe i'll just sort of you know mention again how how this stuff comes to be so uh every year they have these you know they, they're they're a musical group and they you know release albums and mm-hmm. very often so in the first years there was the the standard edition and then there was there were three special editions that had different covers and yeah. they came with DVDs and they had different yeah. video on them. Yeah. Um, so it was like the Saw version, the cover, yeah. the Saku yeah. and Ra the, version. The Saku, yeah. Saku and, and Ra version. So all of, so the Nendo tests are on that, but also uh, particularly in the early ones, there's just other like interesting stuff. There's, you know, sort of like behind the scenes making of videos. There's, yeah. Pictogram. Um, there, right the pictogram video they mm-hmm. they they did um there was little things where they would interview each other you know um there's there's all kinds of stuff there that's you know it's it's kind of like what you might have expected to be on a tv show if there was a tv show but there mm-hmm. isn't it's mm-hmm. just that's what this is so there's actually all kinds of that content and you can still buy that sort of yeah, you, you know somewhat. you can buy it from people <laughs> who are reselling it <laughs> yeah um 
speaking speaking of TV shows, ever since 2015, they've had a little weekly segment where four girls would show up, and then they would either do like class-like stuff where they'll talk about, um, we'll talk about like something, like a joke, or they'd like reenact, the, or they do like some acting things, or maybe like a little like performance thing. But every week there's a show where they you just show off their personalities and then Mori kind of like guides them into like it's sort of, sort of like a class I guess where you go through and like they have a, like a recess segment and then a segment where they read read like letters from Phuket all over. Hmm. So, so this this is fresh, right? Yes, fresh. And originally it was called Low Girl, but mm-hmm. the Low Girl sh- channel shut down. But Fresh was founded under after, shortly afterwards. So, yeah, Low Girl. Uh, the format of that was a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. They they weren't sitting at desks. They were they were sort of uh, I don't know. It's, I I I sort of like the low girl format more just because I'm more familiar with it. I yeah. I really haven't watched much fresh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, but they both had that sort of characteristic that us you know a subset of the members would mm-hmm. be there, and mm-hmm. Maury would you know just do stuff with them. You know, have yeah, them talk, make joke, make jokes, talk about stuff. <laughs> there was at least in the low girl times there was often a uh, I don't know what it was called, but it was essentially like a little like lesson time of some kind. And uh, often it would be, you know, so they'd be trying to figure out what the, you know, what the, well, I, th- I remember one of them had to do with like what the proper counting, counting word was <laughs> for things. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, little sort of Japanese things. Yeah. yeah man- Manande time. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, and um, one of them had to do with, uh, maybe more of them had to do with like words in foreign languages, you know, so they would put up um, in particular, they, they put up one in one episode in the first, somewhere in the first nine yeah. <laughs> um, where there was like the, the fin, what was the people were supposed to guess what the, um, the meaning of the Finnish word moi moi was. Yeah. Um, so what happened with the moi moi thing? Yeah. Well, cause that's one of, that's one of the things that does, you know, that has seeped into the kind of like the general culture of, of baby metal. Well, it's it's pretty much it came up on Low Girl and then uh it was just kind of a nickname for UEMO and like it just honestly I don't I haven't seen that episode in a while. Oh okay. well, there's, I can, there's, I can... there's, there's there's almost two hundred episodes of Low Girl and Fresh altogether. So, <laughs> so didn't mean to put you my on memory spot. is a little my memory is a little hazy hazy on like the older stuff, so I can but, I can fill that in just yeah. with, <laughs> you know, I haven't seen that many of them so I but um so specifically, uh, they were supposed to guess what it is. What it really is is something like goodbye, I think, yeah. in Finnish. Yeah. But um, uh, you know, so they they all guessed, and Yui's Yui had this sort of very complex guess, which which essentially was, um, it was taking like one syllable of her name and one syllable of Mo's name, so mm-hmm. that it was like it was like you know the character from Mo and then the E on her name, and so they used like and repeated, so it was Moi Moi. And so that was her, you know, mm. her theory. She had a little diagram of like, you know, like yeah. what this was, was like the way you refer to UMO together. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, you know, that was hilarious. And, yeah. you know, that's something that people still use. Uh, yeah. I suppose probably in in kind of decreasing amount now <laughs> that yeah. UE's not around, but yeah. to refer to, you know, Mo and UE together. Mm-hmm. And I guess so it I, sounds like I liked it a lot just because it... I like the fact that Yui came up with it. I mean, like it, it would have been, I would have not liked it nearly as much if it was just something fans came up with and called them. Yeah. So it sounds to me like this whole thing is a great way to get to know 
who these people we like are to Moa, Yui. Would you say that's fair? Oh yeah, definitely. Because because they're out of their persona, right? Yeah, they're not. I mean, they're just, they're still acting a little bit. Yeah. Because it's an idol group. But yeah, I, I will I will mention uh, that weekly program didn't really start until uh, Moi Moi's year, and they were only in it for only like what four or five episodes or so. So there isn't any episodes of Suzuka, but there is still plenty of uh, like interviews and such like that while in Sakura Gakuin to learn about her personality and such. Mm-hmm. So if I were a baby metal fan mm-hmm. who is maybe new to the scene um, and wants to know more about who these girls are, how would you, how would you point them in a direction as to get them to Sakura Gakuin? Uh, about Su Suimoa or just Sakura Gakuin altogether? Well, I mean, I think we have to keep it relevant, right? So if right. I'm a baby yeah, metal Suimoa, fan going to right. yeah. going to a show, and yeah. I was like, okay, these girls are cool, and I Google them, and I get just a lot of them in costume. You know, how, yeah. what would be the? How would you expose somebody to? Well, hey, you can go back in time and look at kind of when they were younger and learn more about them. Well, when the Fuki Gage was still around, there was still like big, plenty of uh, big. Big little guide shows everything, Nendo by Nendo, or or uh, SG year. Let's keep it uh, simple, I guess, <laughs> for the non Fuke mm-hmm. in the audience. But simple that would show every uh, that show like it would list the videos and uh, uh like for example uh, the Sun episodes. They they're like they're like little uh. Like little class videos, I guess, and there's twelve episodes of them. That's that's really great way to start to uh, get to to know Sue and Moa. So probably mm-hmm. I would personally say start with the Sun episodes. Yeah, those are, uh, those are interesting. They're um, those are much more like real class things than yeah. anything else. I mean mm-hmm. that they've done. Yeah. So it's it really is like. I think it's maybe like three episodes per topic, something like that. Yeah. Maybe it's two. Um, but they, they actually just go through and learn things about, yeah. you know, whatever robots. It are. really, really reinvigorates the, the school aspect of Sakura Gakuin. So, mm. yeah. There's probably probably one of the... Well, okay, so two things about the sun things. Um, first of all, I don't know if they're actually going to be findable anymore, but mm. um, they, I mean, they do exist. You can buy them on DVD, but but mm. the, um, uh, of course, they're in Japanese, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, Hopefully you can find them subtitled in English. I've never found the last, the very last episode subtitled in English. I don't know why that um, one kind of got left out, but it's like the second half of the last lesson. Yeah. So, so when I, when I became Fuke, uh, there's only like, I don't know, like four or five sun episodes subbed. And mm-hmm. now looking at it, they're pretty much almost all of them subbed minus maybe the last one. I don't know. I mean, it, for me, when Sarkovac, uh, SG is so active now with the graduates and the current members, it's hard to <laughs> keep track of like the older stuff to look at the older stuff because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, because you know, you got to keep up with the newer stuff because stuff's always coming out, you know, right? It's, it's a lot, it's a lot to keep <laughs> up with. Like what I was saying earlier, that I kind of forget a lot of the older stuff because I'm following the current SG, and yeah, that's sure, sure. Mm. Um, one other thing I wanted to say about Sun too is that, um, I don't know what it stands for, but and, but it doesn't really matter. Um, mm. Maybe it doesn't stand for anything, just sun. Mm. But there's um, a field trip that they took, which is sort of like out of the regular flow, um, mm-hmm. where they went to talk to, to, talk to um, I forgot the guy's name, but he's he's the guy that, that um, 
uh, invented the what is it called the automaton. <laughs> and, oh yeah, uh, this like this like weird sort of creative inventor, um, uh, and sort of walked them through the process of mm. coming up with yeah. creative ideas and stuff. It is super great if you watch No Other Sun thing. That's yeah. worth watching. Very. So. How does this all tie in? Why are we talking about this? How does this tie in back to Baby Metal other than that we now have four people who kind of have their roots there? Well, it it, it ties in because uh, I feel like when you follow a group uh, pretty closely, and I assume a lot of Kitsunes here are very like pretty close to or around diehard i guess of vid metal and it's like we were talking earlier that uh in between the live shows and the concerts and the songs like there's like little stuff to keep us going and keep us uh like not like if you only saw suzuka through her performances she would you would think she's like amazing and professional but if you watch a lot of her Parker Gakuen and stuff she's she's actually like extremely dorky like, <laughs> if you didn't use the word dorky, I was going yeah, to definitely yeah, have to say yeah, that. Yeah, really dorky. So, and you wouldn't you wouldn't know that if you only followed the shows. So, yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot of personality to be seen. So uh, beyond Bayo, another you, thing, I, you know, I just want to make sure everybody realizes this, and maybe you can talk more about this, Gabe. Baby Metal mm -hmm. didn't start as Baby Metal. They started as a subunit, and maybe you can talk about what a subunit yeah. is too. Of Sakuragakuen. Yeah. Uh, subunit is basically like a little after-school activity in Sakuragakuen, but... Which is... Uh, that's that's essentially like the lore. I mean, in reality, yeah, that's, it's just that's, sort of that's, a yeah, that's the subset of the lore people. For, <laughs> for the easiest term. Lore. Uh, and basically, subunits are like uh, where like uh, certain mount members, uh, some a uh, couple, two, three, or four members with uh from sg would make their own subunit and they would uh they perform like a different style of song um like for sg so you know sg is more like a kind of j-pop ish yeah maybe me a couple like rock songs in there well and uh there's a for example baby metal would be like they would do the heavy metal as you know and then there's another one called logica but they would do like electronic based stuff and then hmm. there's another one called uh, Pro Wrestling Circle, which they would do like, they only did one song, but it was more like motivational, like kind of fighting song. So in Soccer Rockman, each subunit is different and has like little, uh, I guess kind of a, it's something to, it just adds another thing to add to the school aspect, just to, to an excuse to make like a different type of song. I can also see it being sort of a part of the training, you know, like in a sense, this is kind of what they, they're not likely to be, or at least one thing, one path they might pursue is as a smaller group, you know, so they're giving people, giving people a chance to kind of lead their own smaller group or be in a smaller group. Mm -hmm. uh, Yui and Moa were in a lot of them. <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, so they were in the, the heavy music group that the, the was named Baby Metal, but they were also in um, the cooking club, <laughs> which... Min mini Patty, yeah. Yeah. Um, and... And something else, they were also in the Baton Club too, Twinkle Stars. So, yeah. so they were they were sort of recruited for everything. But yeah. so that's actually kind of cool too to see these people we know from 
baby metal in their sort of alternate personas because mm-hmm. in fact uh particularly in mini party um uh Yui and moa they were in the second generation of that yeah. organization little group yeah. but um they have a much bigger role i mean like you can actually you know they get to sing and mm-hmm. you know right. they're, they're sort of much more front there mm-hmm. yeah so i guess if you're going down the foxhole and you find the very first performance of doki doki morning they're not performing as baby metal there right don't know they uh i think that name they, was pretty old yeah that's it's uh they are performing as baby metal but not obviously not the baby metal we know in today it's right obviously the, the older baby the baby metal in like 20 like when it was first created it was way 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 more idol friendly and uh they it's not as uh it wasn't as uh what's the word like polished i would say sure as mm-hmm. current baby metal so because and it was again, a subunit and, yeah, of soccer yeah, sub subunit subunit yeah and it's uh yeah <laughs> yeah i guess so one of the things that i kind of wanted to stress i suppose um is just that you know when i was saying at the beginning like you know this seems like my my initial impression of being like this being like a committee trying to make money by putting mm incongruous things together and all that you know this has this has nothing to do with the actual history that this was basically they were just they were looking around for um you know sort of clubs they could make you know subgroups they could make mm-hmm. uh they told koba like you make one will you yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah and and so Go he ahead. came up with Sorry. this and you know so so this was it was really it was just part of soccer Gakuin. it was like you know they mm-hmm. they performed as a group and then yeah. they split up into little units and performed as those and yeah um uh the it only really sort of became a an external thing when sue graduated and so because it was sort of like yeah. it was no longer clear exactly how it fit in the context of sakura yeah. queen yeah um when um yeah in in queen they kind of just stopped performing babe metal altogether once sue graduated but uh the thing with baby metal is it really took off because the oh sometimes subunits would get their own like music videos and stuff. Obviously with baby metal and then uh, Logic would have a couple and then there's a Twinkle Stars one, uh, two actually and uh, the with baby metal, the their music videos got a lot more attention than um, than like the rest of like SG stuff, so. Mm-hmm that's pretty much like how it split like it like pretty much where people were picking up only the big metal portion of soccer because it was getting so popular and then uh and then yeah just the rest of history they start perform a couple overseas stuff and then just kind of exploded after that so they did um I mean, I believe that there was a question even up until pretty much the last second um, about whether it was going to continue after Sue left mm-hmm. um, in in any form. Um, and I think what they did is ultimately just sort of spun it off so that, so that you know, again, within the SG lore, um, mm. Moa knew we were doing an extracurricular activity. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that pretty much, the, they didn't, they didn't really, uh, they weren't uh, too, oh, hey, they're doing big metal performing overseas while they're still in Sakuraku and, <laughs> and whatnot. And yeah. Well, in fact, actually it is interesting. I hadn't thought about that that much before just now, but um, 
Baby Metal almost got kind of ignored within Sakura Gakuin after Sue left. I mean, you know, so Moa and Yui would go away, and you would occasionally, they would occasionally refer to it like, you know, mocking each other's packing practices on trips and stuff on Little Girl, mm. but, mm. Um, but generally speaking, Baby Metal was no longer a topic that SG talked about. Um, until until everybody was gone, and then and then at that point, they I think they did uh, reperform a couple of the Baby Metal songs a couple of times uh, in the in the history after none of the original members were there. That's right, right? right? There's um, yeah in these shuffle units. So yeah. Maybe, so maybe uh, yeah. then is it a good time to transition and talk about why we're talking about Sakura Gakuin? Oh yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you want to start somebody, or you just want me to go? Well, what did you have in mind? <laughs> well, what? for me, um, Sakura Gakuin is relevant in this podcast episode today because two, uh, one current member, one graduate that's not Suzuka Moa or Yui, recently performed in Bay Metal. Them being Kano Fujihira and Momoko Okazaki. And with them, it's uh, that just I feel like when we talked about, oh, hey, Sue is she's super professional, but she's really dorky. Um, <laughs> learning about a personality <laughs> like that, I feel like people now are there's Connor and Momoko have so much, so much more stuff now of like uh, to learn about them, like their personalities. Mm hmm. So what, why is it cool, or maybe it's not cool, or why is it interesting, maybe, <laughs> is a better word, that we have two SG members now performing with Baby Metal? It's, it's awesome because it's, it was really unexpected. Uh, mm -hmm. Because when, whenever a graduate, uh, graduate graduates from Sakura Gakuen, it's, it's always, oh, we always want them to be, like, to be super successful and have, like, get like a big following because unfortunately not every graduate becomes like super famous. We've had a few actually uh, leave entertainment entirely. Mm -hmm. And so when you have your, when you have, when your favorite is one of those, it's, it's a little heartbreaking to, to know that you may never like, see her again. Sure. And it's awesome for now because like they pretty much got, Connell and Momoko got thrown on like the biggest stage or uh or one of the biggest stages you can be in when it comes into entertainment and that's that's Babe Metal. So Babe Metal has that, that pulling power to to uh not only uh give them like like I was saying earlier, like dan dancers as jobs, but have like other companies or someone looking for like dancers. Oh, like oh, there's this girl, this temperate, this girl in Babymetal. She can, uh, I don't, I don't know what the future is for the Avengers things, but or how long they plan to do it. But when you put them on the map like that, it's to, you can, you give them more opportunities, and we only want these girls to be really successful. So, and it is, I mean, like it really does show <clears throat> that Babymetal is not, at least as a full organization, forgotten its origins you know i mean like it's it's i found it very surprising actually that they that they did this i would have i would have never guessed that that's where they would have drawn this talent from but at the same time i mean 
this is all kind of a single organization in a way. Yeah. So. I think you brought up an interesting point. Why don't you think that this was feasible or that this would ever happen, that they would pull more people out of Sakura Gakuin for Baby Metal? Well, Koba has a history of banning pink things or Sakura Gakuin related things at shows. Uh, like for uh, and we know he doesn't like he didn't like SG a few years ago because he uh there's this like where he banned flags and like that was that was kind of weird and so we had a there's there's a there's a person who made a bunch of uh Sakuragawa towels that had the thing and uh it's named by Renee Colorado I don't know shout out shout out to Renee uh <laughs> he made a bunch of Sakuragawa towels in 2016 16 i think yeah and and he brought it to the first the first i think one of the first shows on the u.s tour and when he brought it there there's a big announcement afterwards like okay we're not we're not uh no towels will be allowed at the bay <laughs> so and that's kind of surprises because for the vip gift that year you got a towel so <laughs> like it's crazy that that like I know it's, we do lore, lore and speculation a lot with when it comes to, when it comes to Babe Metal, but that just right there we're just like okay, it's it's it, you can come to the conclusion that he doesn't want any soccer grassman association with Babe Metal at that point in time. So yeah, it's tricky. I mean, <laughs> I think, I think it's I can sort of see I can sort of see a couple of different angles from that because I mean like I think you could still consider you know soccer being part of the family. Mm-hmm. without i mean it's a it's a it could be a little bit like you know waving a bunch of mini patty merch around at a twinkle star concert right mm-hmm. <laughs> you <Right>. know <laughs> or whatever it's sort of like that's fine but it's unrelated <laughs> um and moreover it's a, like you know, sort of such a conceptually different thing than a road to graduation um right so so it's fair to say it was kind of a big deal that these two showed up on yeah. stage with baby metal yeah because it was our our assumption from international Fuke community was at least Koba didn't want to touch SG ever again with a ten foot pole. And lo and behold, Connor shows up at Yokohama and <laughs> the, surprise, the, the breaking 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 news, <laughs> literally breaking breaking all of us. <laughs> what other talent pools would Koba have besides SG to pick and choose from? I mean, he found Riho, right? But is there any other? Well, Besides Morning Mass, well, that you'd be able to pick from? There's plenty of, like, amuse kids or, like... Oh, okay. Like, groups, I guess, in amuse. I don't I don't know how their business practices work, but I'm sure they have plenty of uh, people to, to choose from. It's right. just very weird to pull from uh, SG, knowing his history and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I think, you know, although I'm... I would expect that you know Koba might have opinions or whatever, but I but I also am fairly sure, and, and people are you know reminding of this in the chat room as well that that um, probably most of this was deferred to Mikiko's recommendations. You know, like mm. ask the person who knows the dancers who would be good dancers for this. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, so and so- you know particularly if this really is a kind of a temporary spot, then you know, great place to kind of get people. So maybe who are these girls? 
maybe we, maybe we should we've, we're this, we're supposed to be talking about Avengers, right? Right. So I think we we've laid a foundation here, and it's pretty uh, solid. Maybe have a... Uh, maybe a little all over the place, but yeah, yeah. I think we have the foundation <laughs> laid. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I mean there's there's actually something I think I want to kind of lead into this with one little thing that that uh, we haven't really I think mentioned, but um, so with Sumo and Yui um, in you know the sort of older Sakura Gakuin, one thing that I cannot you know not believe that this is you know not part of sort of like the showbiz training, but mm-hmm. they they sort of pick they pick some sort of aspect of themselves that winds up being a kind of a consistent way that you know them. So if you ever ask anything about, you know, it, it, like, you know, Yui will always talk about loving tomatoes and maybe she really does, but I think probably she says it more often, you know, than she yeah. feels it. Right. Or, yeah. you know, it's or just, who, who knows, who knows if she even feels that way now, because we haven't heard from her in a long time. So, well, yeah, yeah I mean, that's a se- separate <laughs> yeah. thing. Like what, yeah. we don't know anything about these people from yeah. after they were 15. Yeah. But, um, but nevertheless, I think they, they kind of, they kind of stuck with consistent things. So, yeah, Mo likes food. Yui likes to wear things as hats. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Sue doesn't know how to tie her shoes or ride a bicycle or that yeah. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of blazing through these things quickly. I guess if you didn't already know those things, that's the kind of stuff that you get out of the, um, yeah. the sort of like yeah. watching these little videos and stuff. Yeah. But so to lead back into, I think, the thing that we were about to talk about, um, I don't know. Like, I assume that there are such things for Kano and for Momoko. But I don't know what they are, you know. Um, yeah, there's, but... there's, there's plenty of like stuff. For example, uh, Kano is known for scoring very low on endo tests, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, as what we mentioned earlier, just a test at the end of the year. Uh, Momoko is very uh, people. I would define her as very like derpy. <laughs> and uh, der- like, because on Low Girl, she would make faces like all the time literally all the time and both of them are actually part of like little fake subunit i guess uh mm-hmm. where they would be really really loud during lessons and it's called kyg and there's a translation for that but i'm not going to try to butcher it because i haven't said in a while uh hmm. you guys can probably <laughs> but it basically kyg translates to terrible yeah corpse where they're just really loud <laughs> <laughs> during like lessons and stuff uh that's funny. yeah that's, but yeah that's just that's just like a, little, a lot of the small things you find while following sg stuff like that mm-hmm. all right let's see um i feel like there i feel like there should be sort of more to say about um so let's see some momoko finished a little while ago right yeah, she graduated in last year, but she was her graduation year was 2017 Nendo. Because it's weird because it's the Nendo right now is 2019, but they graduate this year graduates in March 2020, and then Momoko's years was Nendo 2017, but she graduated March 2018. It's Japanese fiscal year mm. format, mm. so it's <laughs> yeah. I know I find that actually a little bit you know confusing because the i think the photo books and the rtg maybe the rtg actually has the the nendo year but the the photo books have the the you know calendar year on them mm-hmm. so they're always like mm-hmm. they always seem yeah. like a year later yeah it's it, it can be very confusing sometimes <laughs> so just to confirm momoko recently graduated and then kano is going to be graduating next year uh kano pronounced kano. kano and she's graduating in march yes that's that's the plan Okay. Mm-hmm. 
If that's the plan, can they not graduate? Can... Uh, the only <laughs> special case is Mariri. She was actually, she left when Suzuki graduated because she wanted to completely focus on modeling. And uh, that's the so only instance of, yeah, yeah she, that was the only instance of someone in Sakuraku not graduating at 15. I see. So, yeah. When she actually graduated elementary school, but then also left at the same time, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah, the way it works, you graduate elementary, uh, uh, you graduate elementary, and then you do three years of middle school, then, yeah. but depending on when you transfer in, obviously, like, not everybody transfers in during fifth year elementary right. because of, oh, of, uh, oh, uh, like, what they need. They don't want to stack too many people during, like, fifth years and then stuff like mm-hmm. that, so. It, it, like when every year there's this thing called the transfer ceremony and every uh every year uh it's usually like a different like they're all like different grades and it wouldn't it, to me it would kind of take away a lot of the fun if it were fifth graders every single year because you know it's going to be them i guess mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. you can call it speculation season for sg because april <laughs> and may is kind of when oh who are the transfers in like we look at all the like the Mies kids or maybe people from uh SG's like uh kinda sister group, Chow Smiles. Um yeah. Well then that, that actually is actually that's also mm-hmm. sort of an interesting connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you know, very little about them, but mm-hmm. there are you know, there are these sort of groups that these people participate in at an even mm-hmm. younger age. Um yeah. you know, so there's we have some Chow Smiles stuff yeah. with yeah. Like really tiny, you know, yeah, yeah. UEs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you can almost see it as like, uh, almost you could see it as sub. It's not really, a, it's not a subunit officially, but it's there. The members from Shadow Smiles are sometimes pulled to join SG. So, but as as a as a Fuke, you pretty much follow Doctor Rockwin and Shadow Smiles. But stay to to get back on topic, um, Conro Conro Momoko, uh. They, uh, they they all did a uh, Chow uh, like they've been in like Chow magazines, which is the mm-hmm. uh like little how should it say like like merch selling company, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, we we that's that's not really too relevant right now. So, so I'm just going to tangent because I like talking about Taka Rakuen. <laughs> Too deep, too deep, okay. too deep, too deep. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, just any like specific question you want to know, or like anything on your mind that you want to, or maybe like the viewers might want to know. Well, yeah. I think maybe like for Riho, and we can edit this part out. Mm-hmm. Go through. You have notes for just general. This is Kano. This is Momoko. <laughs> A little bit of where we've seen them, who they are, that kind of thing, broken up. In a more easier to digest way. Like, do you want me to separate them by like, uh, like the year? Well, we saw or... well, we saw Kano first, right? So maybe yeah. we start there. Well, they they both transferred in at the same time in 2015. Momoko transferred in as a first year middle school, and Kano transferred in as a fifth year elementary school. Like I was saying earlier, not every transfers in that fifth year. They pull what they need and who they who they like, I guess, or. Who they think is most fitted for SG in that year? Whoever's like trying to try out for SG. So, mm. well, they also probably they must be aiming to have somewhere like between two and four people graduating at every 
every year, right? Yeah, I, mean, like, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen more than that. And yeah, I guess there was it's one always year been it was just four, Sue. So. Well, there's yeah, Sue's case was different because Marie, like mentioned earlier, she she left when Sue graduated, so. But but no one was in Sue's year. Like there wasn't anyone who yeah there wasn't anyone would have been no. graduating with her even yeah. if they had stayed. So, but so but every other year it's been it's two to four, right? Yeah, two to four. This year it'll be four, Kano included. Momoko graduated with two other girls, so three total, twenty seventeen. Um, yeah. So one thing about Kano that didn't get mentioned so far, I don't think, is that she's currently the whatever the student council president or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and maybe this is actually just one thing that I thought was kind of interesting about SG that we haven't mentioned is that uh, they do get uh, kind of, I think, actually meaningful roles to play. I mean, mm-hmm. like they, yeah. they get titles and with those titles comes some responsibility so if someone is responsible for picking set lists and someone is responsible for mm-hmm. you know various other things yeah could could you say something about those things oh yeah uh basically every year the the most senior members middle school third years sometimes middle school second years would get positions and uh for example the nendo president which has been incarnation ever since the beginning uh beginning of she is pretty much the leader and they would probably do they would uh they would pretty much be seen as they're seen as like the the for lack of a better word like the for the center like we were talking about Rio earlier mm-hmm. in morning uh that uh like kind of like the leader for that current year so, as far as I can tell, it's actually true even behind the scenes too. I mean, like at least from what mm-hmm. what you hear, mm-hmm. um, the president is actually also kind of like mm-hmm. running running rehearsals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very unclear on how much like staff is involved with like telling them what to do or how much the Nendo president actually does. But it is it is fair to say, well, like like anything else, like anything else in life, the most senior members will tutor and help the younger ones so mm-hmm. and to go back on top of the the council is pretty much they usually comprise of the nendo president and then depending a common theme of positions is something that the staff wants a girl to like be uh to grow into more for example mm-hmm. there will be uh like a like a talk chairman where they would do a lot of the talking during lives or like performance chairman where they would be in charge for to like uh or like focusing on growth of the younger ones on like the performances and whatnot. So hmm. just stuff like just like positions like that. There's there's a few more, but I don't I don't think I would wanna extend <laughs> too much so. But I do I guess I do think it is interesting that that I I believe in reality and certainly in their what we're told. Um, they are given, you know, actual responsibility and get to make oh, their yeah. own creative yeah. choices and stuff, which is cool. Um, but then, you know, so that ties back into all this other stuff because because Kano was president, which is like a, um, you know, it's a prestigious spot to have. And actually, yeah. everyone else except Momoko was also president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at, at their relevant point. Yeah. Um, I guess not Yui. Yeah. <laughs> Yui was what she she was some sort of performance <laughs> chair thing. Yeah, she was. Uh... 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I can't remember. Myself. Something like that. Sorry, too much, too much Sakuragaku and stuff. <laughs> yeah, producer, I believe. Yeah, producer. Yeah, and Momoko was a Gumbre chairperson. Gumbre meeting, like, fighting or, like, motivated to. Which is actually a Sakuragaku song. Mm-hmm. Uh, a shameless plug. <laughs> Yeah. Or do your best. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and and you know it, it features at least some of our our medals. You know, running yeah. around on a bridge or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So okay, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I particularly wanted to mention. Um, I guess you know just to re-say that. Um, Actually, maybe there's one thing that we didn't actually say about this, which is that, um, you know, Soccer Cockwing is, you know, it's finished at the end of junior high. Um, so all these all these kids are quite young. You can see them, you know, you can yeah. see them sometimes at in the context of like the Tokyo Idol Festival and things like that, where, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. Like, you know, these little short little kids, you know, mm-hmm. next to these like, you know, much older. And also, I don't know how to put this exactly, but like almost all the other idol groups are a lot more sort of risque <laughs> and yeah. Sakura Gakun is, mm. is, you know, appropriately yeah. pretty conservative. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I like that a lot about them. And, um, that's one of the things that keeps me from getting past the edge of Sakura Gakun. Cause I'm not sure that I like what I see in the rest of the idol world. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Uh, there's a beautiful thing about Sakura Gakuin songs and like their themes in general. It's, it's always talking about moving forward, like graduation, like friendship, mm-hmm. just like really innocent things like you you expect like a like a young young child to like grasp. And a lot of uh a lot of the songs actually like uh have have very like mature lyrics about about like I said earlier, moving on, like friendships and what like not and whatnot. So it's it is it is very like innocent in that regard mm-hmm. and really adorable when you follow everything. So <laughs> yeah. And I think that, you know, like my misperception of what idol culture was just generally, um, well, maybe that wasn't a misperception of the general part, but um, it was one of the things that sort of kept me from getting from uh, Baby Metal to Sakura Gakuin for a while. I'm like, this is mm-hmm. this, I don't want to even touch this. <laughs> um, but but I was wrong to think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. so hopefully this will help yeah. encourage people yeah. to check out Sakura yeah. Gakuin. Morning Musume yeah. is not so much like this. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> no, so not, not at all. Uh, yeah. A common, a common, a common word I hear thrown around a lot is uh, the golden era when Yui and Moa graduated. Mm-hmm. But at this current iteration, with with Kano still in, and when Momoko when she was in, uh, people like to throw word term golden era. But now, like if you watch a lot of the recent performances, Takarona just a lot tighter and cleaner as a performance unit compared mm-hmm. to like the older times so i'm sure they've i would say know, if, learned. if you're yeah if you're if you're a fan of just performances in general sakura gakuin is still like a fantastic thing to follow because they've only gotten better like ever since yui and moa graduated so mm-hmm. well there's one thing with the structure that i, I feel like we haven't hit completely mm-hmm. which was which is that it is at least designed to keep you there 
and like keep you invested. Uh, you have like mm-hmm. new people coming in and old people going out, and you're sad yeah. for the old people going out. Mm-hmm. But while you watched the you know whoever it was that you were sort of interested in watching, mm-hmm. you came to know all the other people, and so they're still there even when your people are gone. And yeah, um, you know I think uh, for me probably what what kind of made me like there are you know I, I sort of know the people that were that were there but not graduating in the 2014 Nendo. Mm-hmm. But uh but I just you know, I I think I probably just hit a saturation point. Um but with now that we have, you know, Kano taking us all the way up till now, um from that point, you know, now there's a now there's a place to grab on and that might mm-hmm. be enough to get me back in. Um I know that for my part it was it was not that I thought it got worse, it's just that I sort of ran out of energy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah to follow. Yeah. yeah, it's uh I, I would I would say it's it's a lot to, it's a lot to follow and it's definitely a, a steep a deep hole to go into but once you're in it's mm-hmm. it's it's amazing because you have there's there's currently 36 members and graduates in total and they're almost always doing something yeah. like almost like always like there's they're always about maybe there's going to be like like 10 or so ish people have like twitters and instagrams all right. And like there's all those pictures coming out and then there's in like they're in plays, they're in movies. Uh there's actually uh what's awesome uh, recently one of the members in um uh, recently was in a, mo- a lead for a movie and it premiered in Toronto. So mm-hmm. she was in Toronto for uh that premiere and she got to meet a few Fuki too. So to follow SG would be like at if uh it it would like to do stuff like that to be like overseas and like just to see them like uh if you look at uh i assume a lot of uh the students have seen like ayaka in the older sg stuff but it was still awesome to see that oh she's going overseas and meeting other fans like her other fans and whatnot so yeah that was cool i think i think we talked about that a little bit when mm-hmm. like because she actually met the the uh, wonderful journey pops yeah um also um Hinata another one um uh, mm-hmm. from back then uh mm-hmm. showed up in the US at a, some sort of anime convention i think in chicago mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. yeah so that was just this year mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah i mean like uh and you know honestly i think that sg is not super well known over here no um, no it's not <laughs> and honestly i think that probably it's much 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 more well known due to the fact that baby metal came out of sg uh, yeah safe to say i wouldn't i wouldn't be here if baby metal wasn't <laughs> yeah. um no. but you know at the same time it is pretty cool uh I, i'm actually looking kind of forward to seeing you know like this movie that ayaka is in and stuff i have no yeah. idea if i'm gonna understand it but it'll yeah. be you know whatever oh, yeah, uh, singing it was recently announced that they would have subtitles with it so okay and Japanese nor- don't normally have automatically have English subtitles and a lot of this stuff. You know, they're very reserved, Japan only kind of mentality. You know, so. Yeah. But yeah, it's stuff like that. It's just like to to see Ayaka in to premiere a movie like outside of Japan, or to see uh, Kano and Ramako perform Bay Metal. Just to see them, watch them grow up and do be on the big stage like that. It you can't help but cry because of like how proud you are for yeah. all these girls 
So that's correct me if I'm wrong. That's not the first time Kano and Momoko have performed heavy metal in air quotes, right? Um, you should mention that maybe. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Kano was in, uh, that, that we know of Kano, uh, uh, every, not every year, but every now and then they would have this thing called shop nights where they would perform older, um, older like SG subunit songs and performing them and there was one instance where they brought back bay metal and they performed give me chocolate so and awesome. kano was in uh kano was in that with fellow members asomaya and hidekamarin mm-hmm. also amazing members by the way um i think kano was uh, i think i remember people saying she was in the moa role <laughs> yeah 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 and uh, speaking, speaking of Mo, actually, in one of the fresh episodes, the the current local, to call it, mm-hmm. um, Kano Kano referred to Moa as Moa-sama, and <laughs> <laughs> and how she's always like studying, like studying Moa's like dancing and stuff in Babe Metal, and then Mori kind of made a joke saying, "Oh hey, Babe Metal, give Kano a chance." And then here we are. <laughs> she, she, I guess they did. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so was that, bef- that was before then she performed. This happened. Hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry? The, the, this with Mori Sensei, this interaction happened before her debut on stage with Baby Metal? Her. her I, I hadn't heard that. You said that Mori Sensei was joking that Baby Metal should give her a chance. Yeah. Did that happen before that, that she uh, actually performed? No. Uh, to, to our knowledge, no. It was it was just Mori saying, "Oh, hey, just give Kano a chance." Cause, oh, going yeah. forward, going yeah yeah going forward. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant like somewhere before. Oh no no. They had mentioned that, and then suddenly she's on stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah. So maybe maybe I will um uh, just quick ask Garrett, how are you doing, mm-hmm. Garrett? Um, doing good. So a lot of this stuff is is uh it. Like this stuff that you didn't know before, is there anything that that uh, struck you that you wanted to dig into any further? A lot of the stuff I found very interesting. Like, whenever I first heard about SG, it was always like it's a school, a TV show of a school, and now I know it's like nothing like that. It's kind of a it's a way to, to expand skills and talents to move on to something greater, like baby metal or mm-hmm. being in music groups, etc. So mm-hmm. I had no idea about any of that. That's opened my eyes quite a bit. And, like, I didn't really, really grab, get a full understanding of what it would be like to watch a, like a new transfer come in and then watch them for four or five years and then eventually graduate. I never really, didn't really have an appreciation for that at all. So hearing you guys talk about all this stuff has really kind of opened my eyes and got me interested a little bit because I was that guy who was like, oh, I'm into baby metal. I'm not really into this. And I wouldn't really mm-hmm. want to be into this. But now learning all these things, I'm, like, more likely to give it a chance. And I hope all the other new fans have out there will also give it a chance. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, one thing so, that, that uh, this reminds me too is that um, we haven't even mentioned the diaries, which I think are still ongoing. Oh, yeah. but um, I've seen, I've read several of those. There's there's a lot of stuff I could talk about, but yeah. I'm, I'm only here for your curiosity. So I don't want to <laughs> give you everything. <laughs> we'll yeah. be here for till the US tour starts if you want me to say everything. So. Right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I guess maybe just a quick one sentence about that, which is that they um, uh, periodically will, will write these little sort of like notes to fans, which are yeah. cast as diary entries and often have little yeah. photos. And so, yeah. I mean, there's, 
yet another place where you can kind of get a sense of like yeah. what they individually are like. Yeah, and diaries have been around since Starfish, Sakura Gakuen, so mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the what Sue wrote, Suzuka, Yui and Mo wrote, they like there's there's plenty of those just to learn like they would talk about like small things like, Oh, today I went to um today I went to like a cafe with uh, X member or whatever and then you'd see pictures of it and be really cute and sometimes like current members they would bring in graduates like that because obviously when you graduate soccer document you don't you don't write any more diaries mm-hmm. and for a lot of a lot of the graduates that we don't see anymore sometimes they would appear on like uh, a current girl's diary and we'd be like super excited because like oh we haven't seen her forever and then this is a picture of her Mm-hmm. Like glad she's doing well. I just like it's also like it's just a small thing to have sometime every now and then have us like updates on like like graduates that we don't really see anymore too. But in general diaries are just yeah, are there to are even more stuff to get into their personalities and whatnot. So mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of material for everybody. Um a lot. but it's but you know, I I think it's actually it's not super, super overwhelming. It's only like super overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. So it's it's kind of doable. Yeah. Um, and of course, a lot of it, you, you do have to kind of, at least I do, uh, have to kind of wait for things to get translated. So not all the yeah. diary entries yeah. are translated and stuff. Yeah. But they're getting there. Yeah. Getting there. <laughs> and thank you, you know, to a, a great deal to whoever it is that's doing, you know, the various yeah. translations. Yeah. And, if you ever feel overwhelmed, don't don't forget to like. Uh, there's there's plenty of people that are listening right right now that or that are showing up for the live edition of this podcast. But there's all these people. I, I guarantee you, they would they'll be more than happy to go into like the finer details of like a soccer Grockman and what everything uh every mm-hmm. like everything is about. And because not not a fuk, not a single Fuki knows everything. Because of all the information, <laughs> and right. all, like everybody, every anybody with a Fuki name in here or a Fuki in here, will be more than happy to like to help hold your hand, guiding through all of this. Like honestly, I love I love it when new people get into SG because that means I can revisit old content again. Mm-hmm. Like because using we usually when you, when you get into someone SG, you usually start with the older stuff because you know periodically. Obviously, it makes sense to go from 2010 first and 2011, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, new people is still a great thing to to expand SG's popularity and for us to revisit, like, older stuff. Because, mm-hmm. as I said earlier, it's hard to keep up with, like, uh, t- uh, the older stuff because there's always new stuff going on. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, it's like a, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty much like a... It's like when 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 a new person finds Babel, you you show them Metroc, the Metro yeah. performance. Like it's obvious default. Like mm-hmm. hey, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep, yeah. So I mentioned what feels like three hours ago that it was exciting <laughs> that Kano and Momoko were performing with Baby Metal. Yeah, I want to know what it was like in the Fouquet community when the news <laughs> broke Yokohama oh. Night Two that Kano was on okay. stage. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. This, uh, oh my god, I'm a. Uh, sorry, I just <laughs> sounds like it's good. I just, I just kind of cry like every time I think about it, because she's, <laughs> she's, she's been my favorite ever since day one, and, uh, 
obviously it was in it was Japan time, and um, I was a. Uh, <laughs> I was um sorry, <laughs> I was I was I was out of town and uh, and then my phone was kind of blowing up, I'm like okay it's like six a.m. And like I was in, I was in Florida this time. I'm from, Cal- I'm from California, by the way. And I was in Florida, and I checked my phone. Like, like what? Are, what? What have all these pings? All these pings. And then, and then, uh, someone says, uh, someone says in the Discord that the announcement check the announcement channel. And then, I just see, Connor Metal. And then it says, uh, a kind of like pixelated version, pixelated photo of, Kano on the big screen of Yokohama, and like. I was I was, <laughs> was like super super confused because, like, wait wait, this is like a tribute show that SG did or something or like some <laughs> like w- w- what is this? And then and then someone told me like, oh dude, she performed a baby and I'm like, and then I had to go outside because I had like five like five other people in the room. They're still sleeping, so <laughs> no one so no one. <laughs> then like okay, I, I go outside and then. I was like, I was like, really, really, like, and then, like, yeah, and then, and then after that, I just immediately <laughs> uh, started sobbing, and uh, it's, it's, yeah, I, it's, it, I don't think I've cried more than I have in that moment. Like, I, I, it was, it was a lot of tears. It was, it was a lot. It's amazing that that uh, she also got the videos too. I mean, like, all yeah. those millions of views that are coming in mm, for these two yeah, yeah papaya and elevated girl it's it's <laughs> it, it's yeah. surreal right now like i i can't yeah it's <laughs> and she's she's always idolized them so like it's like it's like you have a daughter and then she she really wants to perform with like beyonce or something and then you you see her like performing like with beyonce it's just you can't feel have helped but feel like a rush of emotions and how how proud you are of her you know? right and how and how you know she must be feeling being there too yeah yeah hmm. pretty incredible yeah it's it's that's an understatement <laughs> <laughs> so i i feel like i've seen some you know some clips of people being asked you know what what subunit they would like to be in and you know everybody's saying they want to be in the like the heavy music one <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah. is, i mean is that is that also true of kano and momoko that they uh, um that they both expressed prior not, interest in doing this <laughs> there wasn't too many there's only yeah momoko was the only one that like really said oh i want to i would like to be in baymill okay but but for the most part there's there's different subunits beyond bay metal in sakuraku and Oh yeah, and yeah. like each has a different aesthetic, so it's not, uh, it's it's not like oh, it, like there wasn't any like bread of trail marks that said, oh, Connor Momoko confirmed in yeah. Middle when they said <laughs> oh, they want to join BM or whatever. It's just instance of Kano, Okay, she idolizes Moosama and she does choreography a lot, and Momoko's like, oh, I'd like to try being in Middle sometime and stuff <laughs> like that. So cool. Yeah, and I do. I mean, like you know, I do find at least most of the the subunit things. You know, those are those, they're also interesting in their own way. <laughs> so, um, oh, and this is now a super tangent, but I was just reminded that I'd never said this before that um, 
So as far as I know, anyway, uh, Baby Metal and Twinkle Stars and Logica are the only ones that actually released independent singles, like singles that were not Sakura Gakuin singles, but actually like a Logica single and a Twinkle Stars single. Yeah, correct. So that's that's kind of cool too. Yeah, that um, you know, Baby Metal isn't even alone in that. You yeah, know, like it's yeah. it's really still yeah, part yeah. of the whole SG. Yeah, thing. it just just so happened the Baby Metal just got a lot more attention. <laughs> yeah, compared to the Logica and the Twinkle Star stuff. So yeah, I think I think that was probably right ultimately. But <laughs> Mini Patty is pretty good <laughs> though. It's like you know, uh, yeah. Video the reason for that is about uh, food. Yeah. The reason for that is there's Mindy Patiaski has her own producer on uh like there's a special producer that that comes into SG like okay we need another Mindy Patty song uh-huh. and so that's why uh-huh. that's why like there's been up until like a couple of years ago there's been a Mindy Patty song every year and me personally I feel like Mindy Patty's songs has the most consistent like enjoyment for me compared to other Sabina songs mm-hmm. and that shows with them bringing in the producer for that sort of thing so yeah and i have you know i'm sort of i'm sort of extra attached to them just because it has both you yeah, 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 yeah. at least the generation yeah. that i was watching but yeah but they've continued it on and what, uh, like funny third... enough uh momoko mm-hmm. our third avenger was in the third iteration in mini patty as well so little excellent so it's all intertwined yeah yeah it's they're all related <laughs> some way some form <laughs> So I think um, in the notes, I don't know if this is even doable, but in the in the notes, kind of like the next the next thing I would guess uh, in if to the extent that we're following them at all, is to kind of like talk about things things that you might sort of seek out to watch. And I think we've mentioned a lot of these things before, but we can maybe remind people. Um, going back to our very first news item, it might be really hard to find some of them now um, because Daily Motion is where a lot of them were. Mm-hmm. But um, is there is there anything that you would do you think people should specifically like maybe start with? Um, me personally, I would go towards the 2016 festival performances, which in my mind is the metroc of SG performances because you can see in those performances that compared to like to the older stuff of how crisp and clean like their dancing is and how how well they harmonize and it has like the best camera angles and editing in my opinion. To any performances, but and I would start with 2016, 2016 festivals. But by festival, I mean every year, Sakura Gakuin has like a little festival. Every every year, there's a Sakura Gakuin festival and Roger graduation. Roger graduation is when they graduate, and in festival, there's it's usually a, a day or two of performances, uh, and like a little skit of where like the act the act out stuff, and sometimes it's usually when subunits would be premiered too for that for that year so hmm. i would definitely check out 2016 festival for 2016 festival footage because we didn't get the full delorean <laughs> uh well, yeah, i was but, gonna ooh, ask ooh, about that yeah so so the road the road to graduation things are you know every every year you can get like you know the the um every year you can buy them hmm. but it seems to me like there was only a not every festival I think was available. Like there's a 2013 mm-hmm. one I think that you could get, yeah. but, yeah. um, but it seems like those, you might have to rely on, I don't know where they come from actually. Where, where does the video for those come from? Are they on the um, special editions of the album? 
Okay, there's there's been three festivals that's released on DeLorean. It's 2013, 2017, and 2018. Okay. And the 2016 ones are special because they're about the three three performances that uh that were put on the on the on the album for that year. So that's where the 2016 festival footage come from. So okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so so particularly for kind of getting a sense of of the more recent Sakura Gakuin, that's a good that's a good place to start. Sorry, what? So so particularly for the more recent, you know, like looking at the more hmm. recent Sakura yeah. Gakuin post Yeah. yeah. Yui. I think the um uh, what was it? I guess the I guess it would have been the the twenty fourteen. I don't know how they label it, but the road to graduation that Ma and Yui graduated in. <laughs> yes. So that was in March twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is available on Blu Ray and is yes. pretty good. So um, you know, if you want to see the the closing out of that era, I think that's a yeah. that's a really good yeah. one to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I would recommend um that, and then watching the twenty fifteen transfer ceremony, uh, which is the transfer ceremony immediately after. UEMO graduated, because that's that's uh, that's the year Kano and our second and third Avengers Kano Momoko join, and that's okay. really like the start of like when you can follow all the stuff in Sakura Gakuen. So, and then so in, I mean anybody else? Did, uh, any any sort of maybe earlier stuff that that features Sue and maybe Mo and Yui that we should we should point to. Uh, like I said, the mentioned the four or five or so logo episodes, Mo and Yui, and there isn't any Suzuka stuff off the top of my head besides uh, the Sun episodes and the Nendo test, like I mentioned. But there's there's definitely more for Suzuka and Moa the mm-hmm. uh, to get into, because like I said, there's like I've mentioned the entire podcast. It's <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff. So. Uh, yeah there was a uh an image that just showed up in the the chat that reminds me of something that i was going to mention which is that in one of the i don't know i think it was on friends it was which i think is the second album there was i'm pretty sure it was that one um they did these little like student films um Mm -hmm. and so you can see uh sue acting in one of them yeah yeah. which is really um i'm sure she's a better (laughs) actor now but um some of that stuff really funny yeah. yeah it's uh you can see like they're in, there's, it's obviously very light-hearted and not too serious because King obviously isn't it's not going to win any oscars or anything but it's still <laughs> really it's just it's uh it's nice to just watch them like be out of their big male out, outfits and just be kind of people i guess hmm. i don't know the, kevin do you have any things you want to just specifically point to um, like, it's just about the, about, like, Suzuka's, like, well... Or what, just, what just, just earlier stuff. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm just sort of feeling like, I want to make sure everybody's has a chance to talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, as I said earlier, the Sun episodes, the Ninja Tests, first three, uh, 2010, yeah. 2011, 2012, that has all of... Suimova in, um, and there's there's a lot more. Obviously, just like I said, just reach out to Fuki and they'll 
they'll they'll tell you. But I don't know the every I don't know every single thing Suzuka is in or every yeah, single sure. thing Mo is in. But there's there is a lot of stuff. I I I, I promise you. If you want to look dive in more to their Takarugaku in the background. So maybe I'll also say the um uh yeah, well, yeah that's the smile documentary. That's a, not a bad idea. Um yeah. Oh yeah the it's uh damn I completely, completely forgot about it. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. See so much stuff I can't I can't even remember that. Yeah. It's a nice hour and a half long documentary that came in with the RTG twenty eleven, which was the first RTG. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's hour and a half and then it talks about like the beginnings of SG and tells you a bunch of you can see a lot of their personalities in it and whatnot. So Yeah. Yeah, it's um you know, if you didn't care about the people, it's kind of tedious. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but it is, I mean, it's, uh, it basically shows you a lot of the stuff that's happening right at the beginning. So we have, mm. we have a portion of the first, um, uh, show, uh, right. including the first baby metal show, but also just, you know, mm. the, all this stuff and yeah. little interviews with people. Um, that would be, that's, that's actually a really good, good thing. A good pile of content, that you can look at uh, that still mm-hmm. features Sue. Yeah. 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 Small documentary has said, and then, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff. You just gotta, just gotta, just gotta dig with the whole daily motion exploding, but there's yeah. plenty of people willing to help yeah. and share. And, and so the thing I was about to say before I got, before somebody posted the, uh, an image from the smile documentary that reminded mm-hmm. me, but um, the, so a lot of the stuff, as far as I know, can no longer be bought directly from Amuse. So, like particularly any of this sort of like older um, albums and all their special editions. So, more recently, the the special editions only number two. So, there's there's like um, a Sakura edition and a Gakuin edition rather than mm-hmm. a Saku and a Ra edition. Yeah, yeah. But um, you can if you if you sort of dig around on Yahoo Auctions Japan. Um, or Yahoo Japan auctions or whatever order that goes in. Uh, a lot of times you can find those things, but um, some of this stuff can be super expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not, definitely. would not be surprising to find, you know, any individual edition being like a hundred dollars mm. or yeah. so. Um, yeah. So, uh, but even with daily motion exploded, if you have the physical thing, you have the video. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I, I think Almost all the videos on those early ones are mm. f- fun to look at. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Okay. Uh, okay. I've I've done it. I've done a terrible job at uh, directing traffic here. So, Kevin, <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in another country, so <laughs> take that for what it is. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. Here to help. <laughs> Um, and Garrett, any other things you were wanting to get in there? Um, I don't have anything at this moment now. Okay. Um, okay. So there's, there, you know, there's a million, there's a million things though. And, uh, you know, as, as we keep talking more suggestions, keep mm-hmm. going by in the mm-hmm. chat room mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, but what Gabe says, I think that it's actually pretty easy to find people to, mm-hmm. to talk to about this. Everybody who knows about it, loves to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be standing quite possibly with people in long lines for many hours. Yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. And you're killed. Yeah. Odds are there might be a Puki or two to tell you, <laughs> tell you yeah. about all this stuff. So. Almost certainly there'll be yeah. uh, uh, 
people who know you know some mm-hmm. non-overlapping set of things that from you yeah. so that's what makes the lands fun yeah definitely uh, definitely i i will mention though um the moment ago uh avenger appearance was to us was a lot more shocking for mm-hmm. me first because um when when momoko graduated shortly before graduation graduates would tell them their their graduation plans and before before momoko graduated she she was in she was in a commercial and she was in the black butler live action play hmm. so it it's fair to assume that okay momoko has her future set she's going to be in like lots of plays maybe a commercial too but our news the, the news that she gave us shortly before her graduation was she was going to be leaving entertainment. Uh, uh-huh. More specifically, she said she's going to the land of dreams. And we're like, we didn't, we, a lot of people didn't know what that means. We don't know. And short, short time later, after she graduated, her abuse profile is gone. And then we didn't know, well, like, how is she doing? Like, we haven't seen a picture of her in a while. And like, and lo and behold, she shows up at the Taiwan show. And it, kind of blows our minds because it's it's probably like one of the far honestly to me one of the farthest things like i, I saw happening momoko joining like i, I understand connor because she's always like kind of like idolized them mm-hmm. and whatnot but Momoko thing is this girl left entertainment and she's entertaining us right now like <laughs> uh, i can't i can't uh that's like, cool yeah i didn't i didn't know that i, I mean i yeah. know that several several people have um so, like, uh, Ogasaki, for example, left mm. entirely. And, yeah. um, you know, back when we were thinking about, like, mm. who we'd want to bring in, mm-hmm. she was she was yeah. one of the ones that I yeah. thought would be yeah. good. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I didn't realize that, that people thought Momoko was kind of, kind of gone. So that's, that's yeah. extra cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, very, very cool. It's, uh... It's it's still hard to think about. I mean, I'm surprised of Kano, but the Momoko thing is still like, it's still <laughs> like kind of recovering from the news, I guess, just because right. she leaves entertainment and like, oh hey, the biggest bang you can probably have, and oh, I'm in Baby and all for for this performance. So <laughs> yeah, and so she's only been in one so far, um, but there are so many shows coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, I'm sure we'll see her again. Yeah, pretty much rural, like, like whoever you see, honestly, Riho, Connor, Momoko, I'm sure they will give it the best, 110. percent Yeah. Yeah. No, they've all done. They they all did great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think um, perhaps we should get somewhat close to winding this down. I don't know how long <laughs> we've been recording, but it seems like forever. Yeah. Um, on, it's fun coming up on two hours. Yeah. Oh, is it really? <laughs> Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. So, I guess maybe the very last thing then that we could say is, um, uh, do you, do you, Gabe, do you, you want to like uh, plug anything or um, you know, sort of any specific thing that you want people to go to, like for example, your Discord server or whatever? Oh yeah. Um, there's this. We have a little. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but there's a little. Uh, it's a thing called SciTube. Oh yeah. Where uh you you pretty much you um you watch you watch videos on it and and pretty much there's always there's a long playlist of 
Pocket Draco and stuff playing on there. Uh, like just so if you just wanted to like just hop in, you gave me we got like an hour or two to kill every now and then. Sometimes uh, we'd have watch parties over there whenever like an RTG or a festival comes out, and we'd go there to watch stuff. So there's stuff always playing. It's a big like long playlist of stuff going on. If you just want to go in and watch, and the link to the Discord where all the Fuke are are on on are on that page too. Okay. So yeah, just if you're if you're interested at all in SG after this episode, please swing there or join the Discord, and then we'll be happy to guide you the way of Fukidom. <laughs> Is that what you call it? <laughs> <laughs> I like to call okay. it that. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I is quite cool. Um, I would I would also you know second that as a as a thing to do because you get to it's sort of a, like you get to watch it with people and yeah, that's yeah. fun. And it's really. Yeah, like I'm, I'm never opposed to watching older stuff. So especially if I'm getting a newer fan into it, like a, that's, it's, uh, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Like, like you, like you're, it's like you show, you're showing a friend your favorite movie and they haven't seen it. Like you're just waiting for the reaction to like, oh, yeah, <laughs> kind yeah of, that's kind of, of that kind of, kind of small thing. <laughs> I think the um, I think the technology behind Site Two is really basically just that it's taking existing audio from like you know what used to be on daily motion or youtube or whatever it's not yeah. it's not storing it's not it's, just it's not storing everybody. anything it's just syncing everybody yeah it's like it's it's meant for like watch parties and whatnot so yeah okay um anything anyone else wants to add kevin garrett no not none, none for me okay everyone wants to go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> okay so we'll close it off um i i believe that probably we will not be quite as uh, dense with episodes in the near future, but who knows? Mm. <laughs> Thanks, Gabe, for joining us. Yeah, yes, thank you for joining us. Happy Lots of good information from you. I appreciate it. If uh, anybody listening needs uh, needs like SG info or wants to know a question or something, maybe I can like or looking for a video or whatever, just you know hit me up on DMs. It's our patch okay. parent on Discord. You can find me. Or like I said earlier, all these lots of lots of bouquet. If I'm not around to help you with stuff, so Great. we're always we're always willing for new members, new new bouquet. So <laughs> excellent, thanks. So that's it for this episode. You can join us on the Baby Metal Podcast Discord to continue the conversation. Rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it. So please do that. We'll be back here in one, two, some number of weeks. We hope you'll join us whenever that is. Uh, and until then. See you.